Wait, so- wait. We said last week we weren't going to get in trouble with the Saudi consulate, <laughs> which is why I put it as the opening eight gambit on the pod. <laughs> that and talking about the Syrian terrorist. We're, we're so dead. AI is going to come and get this pod. We're going to be sitting on a bench and some bloke's just going to be like, hello, how are you doing? And we're gonna be like, hello, we're dead. We're not, not going to have another check. We're not upsetting Russia. To Swindon. <laughs> Salisbury. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. You've had a hell of a week. It's been a bit pants, to be completely honest. However, on the other side of it, on the flip side, there's been so much wrestling that's been, been available to watch yeah. online. Obviously, um, I was unavailable due to family matters, but you went up to the New Japan Rev Pro Global Wars show. I did. Yeah. How was that? It was really, really good. Um, it felt a little house showy at points, but um, the crowd was great. The main event of uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Minoru Suzuki was absolutely incredible. They went full force, like felt like a New Japan main event. I'm shame you couldn't. You were honestly really missed, but me and Nick had a lovely time. We appreciated <laughs> yeah. your ticket. Oh, good. I'm glad glad it went well. And then you're up to progress in uh, next weekend, aren't you? Yeah, well? 28th. I'm doing the Spooktacular, which Nick was very kind enough to get me a ticket. And very I may as well nice. say at this point, Nick's going to come on the podcast next week as well. So, excellent, excellent. Yeah, we'll chat a little bit about progress before that, I guess, as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. So, this week we are doing Dragon Gates Kobe World or Kobe it's... Pro Wrestling Festival 2018. Yeah, so that's the official title. And Kobe World is kind of the uh, affectionate, kind of like, you know what you're talking about title, almost. <laughs> so, I'll be referring to this as Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival, as okay. this is my first ever Dragon Gate show I've watched start to finish. So, you've not seen any, not even see the Six Man from ROH or something? No, nope, not at all. Okay, so my introduction to Dragon Gate was on an ROH show, and I think it was about 2004, 2005. It might be later than that. I should look this up, really, but it doesn't matter. Um, there was a, a Dragon Gate Six Man which had the likes of Seema, Dragon Kid, Rio Saito. Cena? Seema. Nuriki Doi, Masato Yoshino, Genki Horiguchi. Like, so a lot of the guys that are on this card. Okay. And it's it was really incredible because they had a lot of respect coming into the match. And they spent the first 10 minutes just kind of slowly building. And then there was a hot tag and it was insanity <laughs> for like a good 10, 15 minutes. And I've never seen a crowd pop harder than that match. It got like Meltzer's match of the year. It was five stars. It was just incredible. Really? Wow. So as an introduction for me, like I was obsessed for about two or three years after that. And then I did the Dragon Gate UK shows. I've got the posters up on my wall there. Oh, very nice. They're all signed by Cyber Kong and Puck and Yamato and stuff. And that was fucking incredible. Thank you, Mark Sloan, for putting those shows on. <laughs> what a legend. Um, but then I kind of fell out of Dragon Gate a little bit. Um, maybe it's because I fell in love with British independent wrestling and New Japan, and there's only so much time yeah. in the day, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've watched a lot of Dragon Gate, so I can maybe educate you. A bit. I'm, I'm, I say a lot. I've watched a fair amount. I guess is the best way to put it. It was nice for me for this show because other than one chap who appeared in the AWA pod last week, which we'll Indeed. get to um, yeah. later on in the card. I knew nobody wow, okay. on this card, start to finish. You've not seen a Stalker Ishikawa match before? No, but I'm <laughs> over the moon now. <laughs> it's like one of my favourites. Absolutely the best. It's like watching Takeshi's Castle. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good reference. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it really is. It's very Takeshi's, yeah. It was really nice because some of the shows we've watched so far, we've known a majority of the guys on the card. Mm-hmm. We've been able to build our own impressions. It was really nice to be able to take this as uh, just at face value. Who's heel? Who's face? Who's working who? Um, 
and I think one of the best shows we've actually watched start to finish since starting the pod. Absolutely outstanding. Like it's it's um there was a while with Dragon Gate where it was every match was insanely fast, every six man tag. There was a couple of tag matches and then maybe a singles main event and then a comedy match thrown in somewhere as well. And that that still follows this format, but it felt more paced out. It felt cleverly booked. It felt like they weren't just rushing constantly. It didn't feel a slog to go through four hours of wrestling. Absolutely. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, so it's 22nd of July 2018. We're in Kobe, Japan with the World Hall, hence Kobe World. Oh, yeah. Uh, The attendance for this was just under 5,000. Uh, I know this is usually your spots, but I'm taking it from you, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so the official attendance was 4,952. So it's about the same that Progress got at Wembley, actually. Yeah. It's almost identical. And this was broadcast on the Dragon Gate Network, and that's the version that we watched. Yep. Okay, cool. So uh, let's quickly run through the beginning bit. We get an opening package where they just show a whole bunch of high spots, and they promote it's the Kobe, World, bleep, Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival. Um... We get kind of Yamato and... Um, it's Ishikawa, wasn't it? Yeah, so Katsuya Ishikawa, not Ishikawa, stalker no. Ishikawa <laughs> on commentary. Um, did you realise that the other commentators, so Yamato to start with, and yeah, then they, they kind they of rotate? In, yeah, so they seem to switch their second guy because they've got matches throughout the evening. I only realised about two-thirds of the way through when I was like, that is not Yamato's voice. After watching the show, went back and looked some notes and to write some notes up on the show. I was like, oh... That's great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I realised how much there is the rotation. I think it works really well. Again, no no clue through watching sort of the Dragon Gate sort of network version of it. What anyone was saying, because my Japanese, as expected, is non-existent. I say this was in Japanese. There was no English translations, no Kevin Kelly to tell us what's going no, on. Nothing even with Stardom, where you had some kind of really bad subtitles <laughs> yeah. it as well. <laughs> I remember that. We should do more Stardom soon. That was really good. So, uh, did you notice the man with the sparkly weed hat behind the commentators? Yep. <laughs> immediately, Outstanding. there's a dude sitting in between the two commentators with a big weed leaf on his hat. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure weed is very illegal in Japan. But Hello, Matt Seidel. Oh, indeed, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that was a strange one, wasn't it? He got stuck there for a long time, didn't he? First things I noticed when they cut to the arena, we've got a really long entrance rampway. Uh, we've got a laser show. Which I love is the laser show. Fucking awesome. <laughs> it was so good. There's this incredible deep voice that announces everything, which I'm convinced is Seema, just like toned down. It's like, <laughs> open the Dreamgate challenge today, or whatever it is. Like, it's really funny. I also like the fact they had heel and face entrances on the yeah. top of the big ramp. I love things like that. Uh, that's a really lovely little touch, and they're blatantly all coming from the same little bit, but yeah. it's nice the way they try and separate them. They've done that for years now. It's brilliant. I, I love just those little details to it, mm-hmm. and even just the theme music. So I, I noted it down in my uh, in my notes. So uh, it's Dragonstorm. Okay, cool. Uh, performed by uh, Jam Project. Oh, nice. It's proper J-pop. Like, yeah. It's so good. It's so great. I was in my mind thinking, I'm playing a computer game, but I'm also watching wrestling. So good. The music the whole way through this show is pretty awesome. Like They know what they're going for. They're not fucking about. No, and they found exactly what they want. Because as you said, the consistency. And it worked. It just helped with the flow. There was nothing out of place. Yeah. anything. Entrance music. Production-wise, overall, were you happy? Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, like, the beginning, we've also got these sparkly ceiling oh, lights. Yeah. Which the whole arena looks like it's sparkling and glowing, and the camera work, I'd say, is incredible. They're doing big kind of soft-pull focuses from the crowd to the ring. They're darting the cameras around. I mean, it's not 
quite WWE level production or like, you know, is it Riptide in Brighton that have like the steady cams and yeah. the overhead kind of MMA sort of level things? Like they haven't got any of that. It's very standard Japanese professional wrestling production. But the, the opening is absolutely outstanding. They do a lot of work. It goes on for a bit too long, I'd say. There's about five minutes of just music and lights and lasers. I was just into it. <laughs> just oh, embracing I was over the Japanese moon. I was culture. Like, looking around, trying to follow a laser like a cat against a screen, just trying to tap it around. <laughs> <laughs> but I've put down, they've got focus pulls, they've got pans, tilts, and a huge long venue. And a big voice goes, Ready? Go! Yes! <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. So um, before we get too much into this, uh, how much of the background did you learn about Dragon Gate watching this? Do you know like where they come from and how the stables work and such? Nothing at all. I noted down the various odd titles for their championships. Okay, I can explain all the championships and stuff. There's no problem with that. Okay, this pod's going to go long. <laughs> nah, it's, it's really simple and really easy once you understand how it works. So Dragon Gate was originally kind of formed by Ultimo Dragon who I'm assuming you know from WCW. and Cheers for the slip at WrestleMania 20 on the entrance ramp. Absolutely. Always get some mentions. <laughs> mention his name. They trained a whole bunch of guys. Uh, it's called the Turimon Gym. Okay. Okay. So, and then eventually, Seema split from Ultimo Dragon and took all the guys with him, essentially. And they created Dragon Gate. And so that's where it comes from. It's all based oh, okay. on this Lucha kind of like cruiserweight, light, light heavyweight style, as you can kind of tell. Yeah. I would say there's... This is the most heavyweight orientated show I've ever seen from Dragon. Oh, really? Yeah, much more heavyweights than I've ever seen before, especially in that tag. Yeah. Which we'll I, get on to. Well, yeah, good grief. It's so good. Yeah, that tag is amazing. <laughs> it's a match of the year candidate for me. Like, yeah, absolutely. definitely. Yeah, cool. we'll get on to it though. Um, the stables fairly regularly change. Right. So, the, the you know, they have the long promos after the matches and stuff, which yeah. we'll get on to. A lot of the times, those are building tensions or you know, creating feuds to the point where they'll explode and they'll just suddenly swap. So when I was watching Dragon Gate the first time, there was like blood generation and muscle outlaws and all these amazing things. Like their names are so good. They're crazy. <laughs> that um, Those are all defunct now. They're all gone. Um, okay. They've changed stables maybe 10 times in the times that I've been watching, which is only, what, 10, 15 years? And so it's like, that's a lot of stable changes. But I suppose it keeps the product fresh. Yeah, and it's it's all based on gang wars, essentially. Yeah. That's how it's always been with Dragon Gate. It's always been like there's been like little factions the whole way through. Probably, again, a reason why the show was so enjoyable. It's it's simplistic. It's booking. It's that these guys think they're right. These guys think they're right. Let's have a fight, and whoever wins is the right party. Absolutely. Sort of I definitely think it influenced New Japan. Okay. Because if you look at their current state, they've got basically gang wars. Yeah. Everyone's in some sort of stable, you know. Uh, even like the the New Japan kind of independent guys are in some sort of stable with Tanahashi or yeah. whatever. So um, we get more J-pop, Dragon Show, lights and all this sort of stuff. We get shots of the card, video package running down the card. What do you think about these flags at the entranceway? Oh, love it. Love yeah, a flag. Because they're like traditional Japanese kind of like army flags. I got concerned after doing Triple Mania when they had the flags walking down. We're going to see some people standing at ringside holding an urn. <laughs> like <laughs> so, like so, people in fancy cre- yeah. like burger costumes yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. So it was just nice to have flags for a reason. Right, let's get into the first match. So we open up with a 10-man tag team match of Gamma, Kness, Mondai Ryu, so I can't pronounce this one. <laughs> Sakakicha Kaka Boy. I'm sorry, my pronunciation is not going to be great. <laughs> Do you want to try that one? That's um, Sachioko Boy. Oh, okay, that one was pretty good, man. My eyesight's not very good. I'm holding my phone too far away. 
and brother Yashi. Brother, um, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> against Hio Watanabe, Kaito Ishida, Ishida uh, Shun Skywalker, who's a bit of a superstar at this point, UT and Yuki Yoshioka. Yoshioka. There you go. That's a lot of names. Coming to this one, uh, the only guys I really know are people like Gamma, Kness, uh, Brother Yashi, and Shun Skywalker, and UT. Because they're all guys that have been around a while. Uh, there's a couple of vets involved, like Gamma, for example, okay. was in a couple of the big heel stables over the years, and it was obviously like an evil character. And uh, he's obviously got into that Japanese veteran kind of s- section of yeah. <laughs> wrestling, where they're a dick. But they're loved because they've been around for a while. Wolf you know? from Gladiators. Yeah, very much <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a lovely way to put it. What I noticed about this match mm. is it seemed to be everyone's very talented, but it was all there to get um, Shun Skywalker to yeah. that next level. It was basically like everyone was like setting him up for him to knock him out of the park sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, Gamma gets his spots in because he has to. He does the whole whoo thing <laughs> yeah. when he misses his hands in the air. That was insanely over when I was watching The Dragon crowd Day. were into this. Yeah, just about. Well. I thought they thought they were a little dead throughout the whole show. If I'm totally oh, really? honest, but like they're equivalent of WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom or something. No, I thought they were quite into it. I I, I felt like the guys had to do a lot of cheerleading to get them to that point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's again just from some of the other shows that I've been watching recently. Again, maybe in comparison to what we've been watching recently. Yeah. The we've watched some shit recently as well. well. If, even even when you look at some of the WWE stuff. Yeah. At the moment, again, we've both discussed this off pod that we haven't really had time to watch much of the WWE product at the moment. But the crowds just aren't into it. Fuck your World Cup up your fucking ass. For the crown jewel to be held in blank. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to mention that country anymore on our broadcast, just in case. And again. Wait, wait, we said last week we weren't going to get in trouble with the Saudi consulate. (laughs) Which is why I put it as the opening act gambit of the pod. (laughs) That and talking about the Syrian terrorist. We're (laughs) we're so dead. AI is going to come and get this pod. We're going to be sitting on a bench and some bloke's just going to come up and be like, hello, how are you doing? And we're going, hello, we're dead. We're not going to have another check. We're not upsetting Russia. Just (laughs) winded. Salisbury. (laughs) Whatever, I don't care. (laughs) So Gamma does his water gurgle and drool on his opponent. Yeah, it still makes me disgusted to yeah, this day. It's so horrible. But I think that's the purpose, you know. That, that and um, Paul Robinson doing his little spitting in people's mouths—they're the two most disgusting <laughs> things I've seen recently in wrestling. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. Uh, oh, is it Chris Brooks does the wet willy as well? Yeah, he's actually drooling. I was like, oh, can we just cut out spit spots <laughs> in general? Like, it was not for me. Um, so yeah, again, this is all about Skywalker, really. Um, do you think they copyrighted that name? <laughs> Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. George Lucas sitting there going, hang on. <laughs> Didn't I come up with that? Like, <laughs> uh, The rope walk springboard moonsault oh. is incredible. And uh, there's a really cool moment when as he dives to the outside, the announcer at ringside grabs the mic and is like, da-da-da, da-da-da. Yeah. just like, get out the way, you fucking idiots. Like, to the crowd. It was so athletic. And he's, I mean, you can tell why he's going to be like top draw for them. This uh, brings up one of my things about this show. There's Dragon Gate have a lot of established stars who are 35 to 40 at this point. I'll unveil a couple, which I don't think you even realize how old they are because they're so athletic and talented. I think it's time for them to start establishing more new stars. Mm. And they're starting to on this show. This is the first I've seen. I remember I haven't been watching all this Dragon Gate for years. 
But this is definitely them starting to establish new stars. And I think Skywalker's one of the guys that they're looking to yeah. really bring up into the main events pretty soon. I'd say so, based I'd, on based on the booking of this one. I'd be very surprised if he's not in the Brave Gate sort of title contention very soon. The match is pretty awesome. Uh, basically, we get like a Razor's Edge DDT by Skywalker. Oh, that was nice. Incredible spot. Really, really good. Uh, his tag team partner, who I don't know who it was because there was 10 of them and it was really confusing. <laughs> There's a frog splash and then Skywalker does a moonsault. One, two, three, gets the win. Really happy that they didn't go too spotty in the very first match of the night. Yeah, I think it was um, based on the type of wrestler that was in this match. I think it was necessary to have some of the high spots in there, and obviously it's part of their move set. So if you didn't have that, but with what I perceive some of the things these guys could do, mm-hmm. the fact they reined it in because it was opening match, it was really nice. So again, then the high spots meant something when you saw them. Yeah, absolutely. So the couple of shows I have watched in between my kind of ten years of Dragon Gate, this match in the past would have been. 450s, double moon salts, as many quick spots as we can possibly put in one after the other. No tags. 450 to make a tag. Absolutely, man. Like I'm not even kidding. <laughs> this sort of stuff would happen all the time in these opening matches, and it's really nice to see they've toned down that a little bit, so that the crowd aren't exhausted by match three or four, because that used to happen all the time with Dragon Gate shows. You'd get to those main events, and they'd always get great spots, but like the semi-main events, the two or three matches before the end, which are usually great would kind of get overlooked a lot of the time. Yeah. So this is, I'm, I'm just really chuffed with how this show is booked. So next up, we've got one of only three singles matches on this whole show. We've got Ryo Saito against Stalker Ishikawa. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood Stalker Ishikawa. I forgot he added the Hollywood a few years ago. Oh man, this so, guy. As soon as that music hits, I'm like, yes, it's Stalker. This is the best. At that stage, I thought, what am I watching? And then by the time he'd got out of the um, through, through the curtain, down to the ring, I was like, oh, I want his merch. I was like, it's quickly on to pro, pro wrestling tees to see if there was any available. I don't think he's currently, does he? No. There's no Dragon Gate stuff on no. there. No. Especially I, for Stalker. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of my attention is going to be on Stalker mm. for this. But Ryo Saito played a really big part in this match as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved this. If we could understand what he was shouting at the crowd, I think we'd yeah. find him more appreciative. But because obviously we don't speak Japanese, it was very much the slapstick element from Stalker Ishikawa become more important, you know? I the always, bits we focus on. I noticed as well they seem to spend a lot of time, again, with clever production to start with. You would occasionally see a rather large man <laughs> sat in the crowd, which turned out to be South Korean MMA star Choi Hong Man. Hong Man Choi. Hong Man Choi. Yeah, yeah. That's bad notes and bad understanding it's of how okay. to pronounce it. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not really an MMA guy, are you? Uh, I, I enjoyed watching UFC in sort of the late 2000s. Okay, cool. Um, I said we talked a little bit about McGregor and Khabib the other day. Yeah. So you do watch bits and bobs and you can yeah, stay in touch with it. I, I, I dip in and out. It, it's not when I was watching it when Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture were in oh, there. Those are the days, mate. Yeah. And Matt Hughes. was actually a wrestler against a boxer rather than yeah. everyone's kind of bit of everything, which is mm, it's a bit boring. Everyone's nowadays. merged into one, which is why they're finding they struggle to make stars. Well, yeah, there is an issue, but that's a whole other yeah. podcast. But Hong Man Choi, <laughs> God, he's a big bloke. Yeah, he's an absolute giant. I did notice, though, from some of the production bits, that he took down his um, purification mask oh, before yeah. he was actually on camera. So he had that on in all the other shots, yeah. other than when he knew he was going to be on camera, and it was down or even off. Do you know why Japanese people wear those? No. I always thought, like, so we're talking like about like if you're painting a wall, you'd have a painter's mask like covering your mouth and face. I always thought it was because I didn't want to get ill. But it's actually, I learned recently, it's the other way around. 
it's if you have a cold or a flu, you're meant to wear that to stop oh, other really? people getting infected. It's like a politeness thing. Uh, and the very first thing is Rio Saito puts a wrist lock on Stalker and Stalker almost dies in pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sells it like it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Um, oh, before we get too far in this, I've, I've got to do, I want to do something with you. Can you describe how Stalker Ishikawa looks to like a fan that doesn't know who he is? I would describe him as someone... If you were to watch Takeshi's Castle and you'd have like the honeycomb maze and have someone who's dressed essentially as a bumblebee, but in just black <laughs> with antenna, that is how I would describe a stalker. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my favorite things about his gimmick is that he has ears on the sides of his kind of like, it's a mask that doesn't cover his face, but they're removable ears, a removable antenna and stuff. So occasionally he'll be put in a headlock and his whole face will start to fall off. <laughs> I like the fact like, he missed an antenna. He lost an antenna during this match. And even during it, he like put his hand up to touch. He's like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he might be my favorite wrestler ever he's right up there with like kikatara and people like that in terms of comedy this this guy was brilliant as you said so much more would have been enjoyed for being lost in translation but just again telling the story with pure body language yeah man i mean i'm not gonna lie i don't remember much of the match other the interaction with the mma guy i was That's just nice watching thing. him and just how he sold things he said such simple things it looked like he's gonna die absolutely it's great i remember one of the first things i ever saw with him is he got put in a lockup with someone in the very first thing and sold it. And I was like, ah, that's really clever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, there's amazing bits where the ref gets quite involved in kind of three-way indie standoff spots and things like this. Uh, the ref uh, and uh, Rio Saito would cheer on Ishikawa when he's trying <laughs> yeah. to do like Undertaker's spots yeah. and things like that. Um, the, what about, uh, there's a moment here where Rio Saito does something that I think is something that a wrestler, someone should adopt which I'm going to refer to as the throwaway scoop slam. Yeah. Where he picks him up and just throws him rather oh, than brilliant. slamming him. Like that was a really lovely kind of heelish spot. Really nice. Even though there's not really a heel in this. It's more just everyone's friends. Um, there's a top rope double stump by Rio Saito that Ishikawa kicks out of. And I'm like, what Ishikawa is this? How is he kicking <laughs> out of double stomps? Um, but yeah, so basically uh, they get to the outside and Stalker Ishikawa gets thrown into Hongman Choi and he is not happy about it. Who would be? <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Good, th good thing for them. They didn't have any guardrails. <coughs> oh, I love the intimacy of the no guardrails. That's quite like, a lovely thing, really. So Hong kind of throws them about as they plead for their lives. <laughs> Stalker gets in the ring and gets really serious. He starts cutting a promo on the mic, which I'm convinced him going, you may be big but I am bigger in spirit and I will yeah, beat you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that's the promo he was cutting, but who knows? I'm going with it. If it fits what happened next. Because <laughs> Stalker goes up to the top rope to dive onto Hong Man Choi on the outside and falls about three foot short <laughs> and just falls on the floor. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. I love this dude so much. Um, so eventually they kind of uh, plead for their lives and they get back into the ring. Stalker Ishikawa does a head scissors and lands on his feet and nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's so good. But his expression of just like, why didn't it work? <laughs> like, I see other people do this all the time and it never, they always fall to their feet, but fall to their back, sorry. Such a good storyteller. Such a good storyteller. Absolutely hilarious. So uh, they also go to the outside and they both run at Hongman Choi and then both stop short and plead for their lives and yeah, get back no, in the room. Nice respectful bow and <laughs> yeah. then off they go. Oh, it was absolutely genius, man. I love this. Uh, so, the finger up the arse thing. Do you, do you know what this is? Concho? No, I just see it as a prostate test. Okay, so essentially that's <laughs> what they're doing, right? So, uh, to describe to someone that hasn't seen it, 
if you got both your hands did little finger guns and put them together like this right this is great for podcasting <laughs> <laughs> you then stick that up someone's butthole right it's called a concho. It's what Japanese school kids do and stuff to each other. It's like like an Indian burn or something. Oh, okay. Like it shouldn't be called an Indian burn anymore, should it? That's blatantly racist. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like a wet willy or an Yeah, something like that thing. Playground japes. Absolutely. <laughs> so for example, uh either show or yo, I can't remember who it was on New Japan show in America recently, did a concho in a match and JR was just like Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't think he knew what it was either. So, What, the product or the move? <laughs> well, a bit of both. <laughs> God bless you, Kevin Kelly, for saving that wrestling. <laughs> Please don't bring Josh Barnett back. Please just keep Kevin Kelly. I can wow. handle JR and Kevin Kelly. That's fine. Wrestle Kingdom's only a few months away. Josh for Barnett sat there with his phone waiting to be called. Dude, if they do if they do uh, JR and Josh Barnett for Wrestle Kingdom, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to watch Japanese commentary. So that's yeah, what it boils down to. Yeah, fuck that shit. Anyway, uh, back to Dragon Gate. So the ref slow counts. <laughs> it's just so funny the finish here with the counting. <laughs> I know. So because uh, he's butthurt from having the contrary done to him, he goes to do the one, two, three, but can't do it because he keeps wincing every time he <laughs> kind of goes to count. Um, so both Ryo Saito and Stalker Ishikawa get up and complain that the count is too slow, even though Saito's being <laughs> yeah, pinned. And you're yeah. like, what? What's going on? <laughs> And so they try and get the ref to count faster and they go like, one, two, three. And the ref goes, one, two, three. He's like, no, 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 no. One, two, three. And so eventually the ref does it. Um, Rio Saito rolls up Ishikawa. Fast count by the ref and your winner. (laughs) (laughs) So well done. Yeah. So well done. If there wasn't amazing wrestling matches towards the end of this card, this would be the one match I'd be like, this is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still... I think there's a big spot for of comedy wrestling in wrestling. Yeah, there needs to be. I think you need it to break up the card. Obviously, this is quite early on in it, but I think if you've got a long wrestling show, you need something a bit different. Because as you said earlier, uh, based on what you've, you told me about previous Dragon Gate shows, if it's high spot, high spot, hard-hitting action all the time, mm-hmm. while it's great in-ring action, you're watching the same thing for four hours. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this was a nice sort of, with all the entrances, with all the pomp and allure outside, you're looking at about 20 minutes this match, which for a comedy match, they gave it a lot of time. But again, it I didn't think it was 20 minutes. When I looked at like the time after the match, I was like, blimey. Flew by. Yeah. yeah it was the fastest four hours of wrestling. And I loved, I loved this match. So at this point, I want to quickly bring up, do you know what the open Ottawari gate belt is? No. Okay, so they have a, a comedy exclusive championship belt, which I am now going to go and win. <laughs> <laughs> so it basically means uh, the comedy belt, the comedy championship. So I think they held comedy high value, which I um, think both we do as well, which I fully yeah, appreciate. I, I applaud. Absolutely. Title so, match next. Indeed, yeah. So open the triangle gate title match. Do you understand about the championships and triangle gates? And No, every time I see things like open the gate, I just look at Enchikara and go, oh, come on, just open the door! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, but I'm assuming the triangle would come from, it's six man, well, it's three man tag yeah. belts. So, I guess we'll explain. Trio's belts, if you will. I probably should make, say this is the main event, but fuck it, let's explain it now. Okay, so the main championship is called Open the Dream Gate Championship, okay? Um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a little literal gate on the belt yes and there's these hooks that come underneath okay so when you become the number one contender you're given a key okay and then that key opens the little gate on the dream gate belt 
okay, okay, which has a nameplate behind it, which is the champion. Right, okay. Okay, so the idea nice. being that you become the number one contender, you get your key, you win the match, you then open the, ge- open the gate, you get to take out their, t- their name and put your name on the belt, close the gate until the next contender comes along. But if you lose, the champion then takes your key and hangs it on the belt to show they've defended that belt. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's like a trophy, essentially. That's quite smart. Yeah. So that's where the kind of the, the, the concept of this open the gate comes from, okay? These triangle belts don't have gates on them, but they're still called open the... the uh, brrr, triangle gate. Thank you very much. I was just about to say that. I was like, is it a trio's gate? Or is it trio's okay. gate? <laughs> so we've got natural vibes of Genki Horiguchi, KZ, and Susumu Yokozuka who are the champions, against Antias of Masato Tanaka. What a legend. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's in this show. Takashi Yoshida, who used to be Cyber Kong, which I'll explain in a second. And Yasushi Kanda. I go Kanda. Kanda. I think it's Kanda, yeah. So um, Two white British boys trying to pronounce Japanese names really badly. (laughs) Not too bad, I don't think. (laughs) So Yoshida is uh, used to be called Cyber Kong, and he's actually on the right of that pic- poster. Oh, okay. Do you see how he's got his abs drawn on him? That's how I do mine. <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite gimmick for a long time. He literally comes out as like a robot character and would just pick people up as like a powerhouse and power slam them and stuff. So it's interesting to see he's dropped the gimmick now, I think, to fit with the 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 gimmick of the stable okay this is something that happens a lot so when you join a stable you don't just join it like as if you joined dx or something you would then have to paint your hair green and add the same kick pads kick pads as everyone else and the same colors and i'm really so act differently you're part as of well. the team exactly this is something really emphasized by dragon gate and it's highlighted for me in natural vibes by they're all kind of uh they have like reggae colors on them and they're all kind of party dudes yeah they're the know? three live crew the very or, much or um, three count as well from old WCW. Speaking of which, just <laughs> <laughs> opening package where uh, Tanaka seemingly challenges uh, natural vibes and joins Antias or something because Tanaka is not a regular in Dragon Gate. I don't think. No, he's the one of the only people I've known on this show. And if you watched ECW One Night Stand, his match with Mike Awesome, of course, yeah, it's even a, the original as well from yeah. like Heatwave '98, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, bastards. He, he is a tough son of a gun, isn't he? Absolutely. The fact he's still alive and wrestling is astonishing to me, considering the spots he takes. The fact he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Like yeah. the, the head dumps this dude takes is ridiculous. It's nice to see slow down a little bit in his later age. Yeah, I, but I think that's more through the booking, not through his personal choice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so natural vibes come out. KZ has a mic and shouts things like he's a DJ, kind of trying to get the crowd going almost. Uh, they do the handgun confetti explosion. They shoots his handguns and the whole confetti explodes behind him. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then they get in the ring and I did not see this coming at all. They do a dance routine. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing my tits off, mate. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was it's great. the sort of thing that if you're going to do that and you're not supposed to be comedy, choreograph it better. Well, I wasn't that bad. Um, you're all boys. You know, Genki Horiguchi's been like a nasty heel and stuff. I don't care. If you're going to gonna dance, him dancing don't... with his dread and stuff, it was pretty funny. Don't ruin the sanctity of dance. Aww, spoil sport. I'm disappointed. <laughs> if, if there's only one negative I have about this card in my notes, it was genuinely this dance. Aww, me. But it's like, you know, cheesy Japanese culture stuff. Like, they love this. 
I expect this. We had it on Stardom as well, remember? Yeah, but then it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sexist. Yep. (laughs) I hate men. (laughs) This is the first time we get the formal intros and pose for the photograph as well. They love a formal introduction. And I thought this was really nice. This this what this didn't irk me as much as the dancing. No, no. Okay. I, I I love stuff like this because it's all ceremonial and it's and it's. Do you not think it kills the momentum of what's happening though? Well, I think someone tried to do something dastardly. Well, you can talk about it. Go on. Well, I, I again, this is the first time I'd seen any Dragon Gate, and throughout the card when we've got other title matches, obviously you've got these presentations, flowers being bought out. Yeah. But the fact that um, Antias attack during the ceremony, I thought, oh yes. Yeah. A proper dirtbag move. I will say there's a couple of moments in this show that Dragon Gate does the things the opposite of what I complain about a lot with pro wrestling, which I love them. So this is, <laughs> yeah, good. Heels attacking people during a ceremony. Because why would the heels be standing Perfect. there? Absolutely. Why would they? Absolutely, dude. So um, KZ gets beat up for the vast majority of the match. He does a really good job of selling, considering he's like the leader of the stable as well. I thought this was an unusual move. For Antias to be beating up kind of the equivalent of like, you know, who's a stable leader? Roman. Yeah, there you go. They beat up Roman for the whole vast majority of the match, which is kind of unusual. I'm disappointed that after a show with such good wrestling on it and good characters that I chose to pick Roman Reigns to appear on here. <laughs> then again, I did mention John Cena earlier, so. Mate, who cares? It's all gimmicks, don't worry. So, um, <laughs> that means that's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in now just for that. <laughs> So um, there's one controversial moment here for me, and it's not the dancing. So I'm just going to call him Cyber Kong for now because that's how I know him. <laughs> so Susumu Yokozuka and Cyber do a headbutt spot where they literally goes shh and they clunk their skulls together. It's like, have you not learned from Shibata's mistake? You just heard it and it was awful. Have you awful. not seen the clip of Shibata's busting his skull in and not being able to wrestle anymore? Like, one of the guys with the biggest potential of any pro wrestler ever. No. Ruining his career with one headbutt. Like, just stop doing headbutts. Yeah, in general, any wrestler, headbutt's pointless. Like, the fake one where you put your thumb over them and you headbutt your thumb gently. Like, yeah, fine, couldn't give a shit about that. You're still headbutting something. Yeah, but when you go skull to skull. No. Like, that thud kind of sound that happens. Like, oh, it's disgusting. And I think you can see it more in wrestling crowds now that in even 10 years ago you'd hear that and the fans would go nuts yeah and now it happens fans were like Ugh. yeah can you not do yeah. that chops fine yeah. everyone loves a chop battle but because those are going to sting but they're not going to end your career yeah you know or potentially life yeah like the whole thing with pile drivers and stuff like i'm a bit iffy about certain people doing pile drivers yeah you know like gary von eric <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, last week that was so bad. We did the pile drive with his head in his knees and just like... Oh. Absolutely dropped him. So the finishing sequence is insane. Uh, mainly Susumo, Yokozuka and KZ are exchanging lariats and elbows with Tanaka and Cyber coming into a few of their own as well. Very, very stiff, strong strikes during this match. Uh, the finish comes when KZ gets blue misted to the face by Cyber, which I didn't know Cyber did this, but he does now apparently. But doesn't go down, interestingly. He kind of sells it, but not really. Uh, KZ catches Kanada across his shoulders, flips over, grabs the leg for the pinfall. It's kind of like a roll-up cradle sort of pin. I don't mm. know how to describe it. Have you got like an actual name for this? Yeah, it's with the um, uh, sc- uh, Skyed 
schoolboy. Okay. That's my note I got from here. As an S-K-A-Y-D-E. Yes. A Skyder. Skyder. Yeah, he's the guy that trained Mike Quackenbush and a whole bunch of the Shikara guys. Ah, there you go. He's like a legendary uh, Mexican luchador. Ah, so on the subject of history of Mexican luchador and, and in general just some of the moves we see here. So again, a lot in Mexico and predominantly more maybe in Asia, you see wrestlers using mist, so the coloured mists. Yeah. Am I right in thinking the different colour mist has a different meaning? I have no idea. Oh, I was hoping you'd be able to tell me because I'm sure I read somewhere once that each mist means a different thing. And I keep thinking, have I just made that up? Um, if the mists have any sort of meaning or the colours mean anything, let us know. We've got our um, our Twitter, so World of Rest Podcast, which is W-R-E-S. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, which is World of Wrestling Podcast. Find all of our links on www.worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. And if you want to bother us individually, you can hit me up on my Twitter and my Instagram, which is at thetexwilliams. And what are your bits? Mine is Rich Be Thy Names. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. So yeah, if you know Twitter is <laughs> on the Twitter machine, <laughs> per Bully Ray. I but would say um, people have been really nice recently on our social media. Like we've had a lot of new viewers and listeners, viewers, a lot of new listeners. And uh, it's been really lovely. Like we never set out to do this for kind of popularity sake or anything, but to do it and have people actually give you feedback and suggest shows and such which has been happening a lot this week um, we got our first five star itunes rating didn't we yeah boy oh it's like, ridiculous i'm so just insanely appreciative of it so yeah if you want to leave us a review that would be awesome it helps us out massively more than anything else like just give us a little tweet out come on itunes go on anything just give us a five star review just click the stars you don't have to leave words if you don't want to and also, yeah. thank you as well for people who've been suggesting shows. Yeah, we've got some good ones. Good ones. Super J-Cups and stuff. Super like, J-Cup 94 mm. is going to be added to the list, so we'll be doing that one very soon. Absolutely. Right, so uh, this tri- this triangle match was really, really cool. Natural Vibes win it with the cradle roll-up thing. Sky the schoolboy, as you call it. Um, or have you pronounced it bad like me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, mate. It's fine, it's fine. I only know that because I watched Shakara a lot for a few years. So Tribus Cyber tries to steal the belts at the end, but the ref won't have it. And we get a big formal presentation at the end. Again, keeping that heel gimmick up. Yep. Absolutely love it. So, and TS, big heel stable, top heel stable of the company, which is important to remember for your main event. Oh, Let's yeah. Just put that out there. I can't remember off the top of my head, so you may have to cut this part out. Sorry. One of the people who were in um, Antias. Yeah. I think, if I'm right, I've got the right match. I refer to him as Japan the Anvil Nightfoot. Uh, Japan the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> Because <laughs> the bloke in there who's just got like Jim Neidhart with a coloured beard. Was that that's this cyber? Yeah, 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 that's the dude who I keep yeah. talking about. Yeah, he's bright blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Japan the Anvil Neidhart. That's that guy. Yeah, he's like my favourite wrestler. I love him <laughs> so much. I feel bad calling Japan the Anvil Neidhart. <laughs> okay. What's his actual name? Let's let's refer to that because his new gear. It's uh, Takashi Yoshida. There you go. If you want to look him up. Yoshida the Anvil Neidhart. <laughs> so I noticed at this point we're an hour into the show. We're four matches down and there's five matches to go, but three hours left. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, they rushed through a lot to start with. They I thought, didn't interval? Feel rushed. Huh? <laughs> I thought, no, there might be an interval for an hour. Mm, I don't know. Was there an interval? There was, there was about a 15 minute oh, okay. ish, suppose, a time. I'm interested how I didn't even notice that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we come back to our Open the Brave Gate Championship match. So this is like the equivalent of the Intercontinental or US or whatever you want. It was like the mid card table. Did you know 
There's a weight limit for this belt as well. What is the weight limit for the this? The weight limit is 82 kilograms, which is 187 pounds. I cannot wrestle in this division. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> I was thinking, who was it the other day? Uh, oh, it was the uh, Trent Seven. But uh, on Atlas Championship uh, Open Challenge, I was like, oh, we made that weight limit. <laughs> we can do this. I'm, I'm happy I'm a cruiserweight. I can wrestle on 205 Live. That's good. I can do that. Are you under 205? Ouch. I don't think I am. <laughs> I'm convinced I'm not. I'm currently walking around at 194. Hey, look at you. I'm like 220 at the moment, I think. Like, I'm fat as fuck right now. That's what we need for the tag team, though. <laughs> oh, fat dude. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the, the young high flyer. <laughs> Get that 450 out of the bag, mate. 450 pounds yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our tag team the 450 our combined body weight got your kazula sitting in the back just helping us out <laughs> so we're gonna open the brave gate championship match between dragon gate oh for fuck's sake <laughs> that's the name of the company we're gonna open the brave gate title match between dragon kid who's the champion and Ita, who's like the up and coming underdog who's part of antius as well so he's very much the heel against dragon kid who's the ult the forever face in this company and how could he not be a face look at him he's fucking awesome he's also called dragon kid yeah do what did i call him dragon gate again no 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 i was just saying he's also called dragon kid you'd never have like oh who's that nasty heel oh it's that's dragon kid <laughs> he's a really naughty boy okay so considering uh he's called dragon kid how old do you think dragon kid is at least 50 <laughs> he's 42 dude no way yeah Wowzers. how good he is and the spots he can pull out the dragon runners and stuff dude's 42 if i'm 42 i'm sitting on my fucking sofa and like eating i like, turned 35 yesterday i could barely get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> i'm so insanely impressive how good he is so uh the opening package highlights the fact that they were friends and Ita joined antias and kind of unmasked dragon kid so um his face is still hidden they didn't unveil his face but he's constantly unmasking him ripping the mask off like a dastardly heel that he is so at the beginning of the match a small child gives dragon kid flowers and Ita so grabs them and destroys them instantly again that do you notice how like with um cyber earlier they're doing the same things because they're in the same stable yep. so they will act the same like it's very cleverly done like i really appreciate these little nuances very very sensible and again logical booking as you said we're all part of the same team we act the same we dress the same absolutely man yeah totally so um they do another formal presentation with the photo op um as we kind of get on so Ita's, i, I love Ita's chair just in <laughs> for the presentation yeah. just brought it out do you notice how, how it was gimmicked towards the yep. end of the match okay we'll get on to it <laughs> <laughs> so Ita spits water in a dragon kid's face to what start. color mist is that uh, <laughs> i was thinking gamma won't be happy yeah. the early match early drooling water on people <laughs> Ita tries to unmask Kid straight away, but doesn't get away with it. Uh, kicks out of the Dragon Rana at one point, which I was shocked by. So uh, Dragon Kid also kicks out of a Vertebreaker and a Superkick combination, which I'm not sure anyone should ever kick out totally, honestly. No. Protect, yeah. protect the big finishes. A Vertebreaker as well. like yeah. That's a move that's kind of banned in WWE and stuff. Yeah, so I'm not sure you should be kicking out of that. There's a filthy unprotected chair shot oh. with the gimmick chair. So the chair, do you want to describe it, gone? Well, basically, the chair is um, sort of white framed on the outside, black seat element of it with uh, the letter E with a nice warning, do not enter, E sign. for Eater, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or don't go to the E. <laughs> well, that maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Secret messages here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, um, he put him in a turnbuckle and he go to hit him with the chair. 
and the seat just flipped off into the sky, it's, into the sparkly lights of the ceiling. It looked excellent. Oh my god, it's like so brutal. And again, didn't hold back. Just absolutely twatted the yeah, guy. Just wailed his head off. And like, I don't like seeing unprotected chair shots, but once on your biggest show of the year in a championship match, like I think you can get away with this. Well, again, and it's from a heel. Dastly move. I've done everything. I've tried to give you, you know, I've kicked out of your best. You've kicked out of my best. Here's a chair. Then into the salamander. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I just put like rolling prawn hold. Because like, basically <laughs> that's what it was. So he does it off the second rope as yeah. well. Yeah. Really, really cool, man. I've never seen that before. Really, really nice. So yeah, so one, two, three. And new Open the Brave Gate Championship, Ita, who unmasked Dragon Kid Shoot straight, straight away. away. And the young boy's in to try and cover Dragon Kid's face and stuff. But, and then he um, ripped the towel off as well. Yeah. He oh, so over, grabs the towel, yanks it off of him. I love this match. Yeah, me too. I, I really enjoyed to finish, it. The pacing of it was really good as well because it started slow and it really built. I start to finish everything. Everything got took one gear up every single time and it yeah. was really nice right until the finish. Considering Dragon Kid's matches are usually crazy high spots and he's a lot of the time in those six-man tags. Okay. I think Ita coming up, again, one of these new youngest st- stars that's starting to bring up to replace these guys, I think. Um, I think it's nice to see a different style in Dragon Gate. Yeah, and but th- this match start to finish, it was... I loved it. Um, Absolutely. Co- controversial. This was my favourite match of the card. Really? Okay. Purely just for the storytelling and the in-ring. There was nothing other than the chair shot. Mm-hmm. And again, I appreciate it. It's a gimmick chair and it's biggest show of the year. Everything they did. Moves are perfect. No botches. Didn't know who was going to win throughout. Loved it. Yeah, really clever. I think this might lead to unmasking Dragon Kid on his retirement, maybe. Do you th- well, I, I suppose. How, I mean, he's been going for forever, I guess. A, a long, long time. He was one of the original class of the Touramon guys. Okay. So, yeah, he's been there the whole time with Dragon Gate. He's been so loyal to the company as well. There's a lot of these guys are incredibly loyal, like, to run through a few. Seema, Dragon Kid, Doi, Yoshino, uh, um, Yamato. They've always been Dragon Gate guys, like, the whole way through the company. Do you, impressive. do you think, because obviously they've done so well protecting Dragon Kid yeah. and throughout his career, is it a case in potentially this promotion that there would be another Dragon Kid who would take over the mask? Is that the sort of thing they do? Or is essentially Dragon Kid would become unmasked and that would be his retirement and uh, that would be the character gone? Uh, interesting, because uh, they do that a lot uh, in Japan, like Tiger Mask 4 is the current yeah. one. I think I don't know is the honest answer. Um, they've definitely got masked luchas coming up as stars. So Skywalker, for example. I was going to say, would they give Skywalker the nod? Maybe. He's but definitely got the potential to be. I've only seen one match of his. I'd like to see a singles match, see how good he is at yeah. pacing and storytelling, you know? But would they not want to create their own new character? Or do you think the name value of a Dragon Kid would be more valuable to people like Dragon Gate? They've certainly got a lot of guys on this card that could potentially be Dragon Kid too. I think Dragon Kid's still a good five years off retirement. And he's still excellent. He's still really, really fast-paced in the ring. Very lovable still, very good at telling stories. It's not like with Tiger or even Liger at the moment where they are really slowing down, you know? Yeah. Like you see Makabe wrestle nowadays and he's still Makabe, he's still awesome, he's still lovable, but he has slowed down a lot in the last couple of years. Shout out to Liger who's going to be in the opening match of Red Pro Show debuting on Free Sports tonight. Oh, nice. It's cool. The opening match is him and Chris Brooks. Yeah. They posted- Go check out Red Pro. I, will, I learned that this is uh, it's on TV, on, on, in, on the internet, sorry. Oh, is it going to be on there as uh, well? TV Player is the app. Okay. I don't know whether it's going to be on demand. I hope it is. 
I, I did tweet at RevPro, but they're the worst at getting back to people. So yeah. Yeah, not once trying to not ingratiate ourselves to RevPro, but update your website, lads. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, give us some information. It'd be helpful. Yeah. Because I, I know it's online, actually, and I know this sort of deviating a little bit from Dragon Gate. It's fine. But especially today, a lot of people who have maybe written sort of presentations or, or articles about this RevPro show coming up this evening... They didn't. They promoted it at the time because obviously the same. This was the same announcement in the, in the same week that PCW were going on to um, sort of a showcase, which is Fight Network. We talked about it a couple of pods ago, yeah. Um, which has now been moved to Thursday nights at midnight as a lead into Impact. Okay, but they haven't promoted it brilliantly. They've started promoting today mm. on their Twitter feed because I noticed that I said the post is Liger and Chris Books of a handshake and sort of Rev Pro stating it started with a handshake. I just hope it goes well for them i think they've learned from what free sports did they haven't done live they've got produced stuff they've got tv tapings they've pulled in some big names so yeah. they've got liger in they've had cabana in for some of these tapings as well which they did at york hall yep but i just hope that a lot more wrestling is going to become more accessible mm. to people and i just hope as you said with this tv player if it's not on demand they're missing a trick from a free sports standpoint that they want to have their exclusive rights to it so people are going to jump onto their free sports channel on sky but as you said, the number of people who are closing down their Sky subscriptions, because very few people, there's there's not very much now I watch on live TV. I watch some it's wrestling. It's a dead medium, mate. Yeah, but it is. But TV's that, dead. It's but, losing numbers like crazy. But free sports are putting this on at nine o'clock. So the it's prime time viewing. Yeah. This is the old WCW WWE slot on TV. Um, you know, and there's a lot of Swedish hockey that's on free sports. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming as a lead into Rev Pro, that'll be really good. <laughs> I did notice they had a couple of American NHL games actually that I'm definitely going to tune in for, yeah. but you know, whatever. So, uh, anyway, back to the Dragon Gate. We've got a six man tag team match now with Bandito and Maximum, who are Jason Lee and Naruki Doi, against Tribe Vanguard of Flamita, Kagatora, and Yosuke Santa Maria. Santa Hello, Maria! Exotico! Our first Exotico spotting of the night. Yeah. Uh, so, she has, she, I think we're going to refer to her as she. Uh, has lovely bunny ears and a pink heart balloon as she comes out to the entrance, and I'm already in love. <laughs> she has the best moose knuckle I've seen in any wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, Jason Lee has, gets all the bitches because he has nunchuck skills. And again, rightly so. Absolutely. Nice to see um, Flamita and Bandido against each other. Yeah, usually they're tagging. I'm used to seeing them tag. Yeah. They were at the uh, Hello Wembley show, weren't they, in the tag yeah. as well, yeah. So uh, Doya Maria start. She goes for his dick straight away. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Always a tasty boy. <laughs> so uh, it's not. It's not, not a big, strong, hard young boy. <laughs> it might be later. <laughs> so Doy is one of the legendary Dragon Gate guys that's been with the company throughout the whole tenure. Um, so to see again him getting into kind of comedy silly spots from Exotico, yeah, I think highlights how they they value comedy really highly still. So, some of the Exotico spots in this were brilliant like the she does the, a spin a rooney mate yeah. like i'm so happy <laughs> yeah go on sorry the uh essentially like the uh the pole crotching where she re- she reverses back and puts her crotch in his face when he's upside down in a handstand yeah. oh it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of kind of sexual innuendo like just gratuitous sexual spots and stuff i can't imagine what the commentary would have been oh i would have loved to have understood we need to learn japanese at least a little bit so we can start to understand if anyone bits. could tweet us what wang sandwich is <laughs> in japanese <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Maybe we should get some merch on Pro Wrestling Tees. World oh, Wrestling Podcast. Jesus. Wang the sandwich. Wang sandwich for big hard, hard, strong, hard boys. 
Welcome to the Tax Williams Merch Centre. Uh, to be fair, yeah, you've done merch. Who did you do your merch with? Oh, I used Octomuffin. Okay, of course. Merch. Yeah, shout out Octomuffin. Use them for your merch. They're really, really good. Yeah, Octomuffin.co.uk. Don't upset Absolutely. them. They'll break your face in. Size all right. If he's not angry, yeah, he's a lovely guy. <laughs> Don't wrong him. I once uh, heard a story about what he told me a story about him getting kicked out of a show that he was promoting. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, um, Oh, I don't know where to start. So uh, we get Lucha springboards to meet each other in the ring when Flamita and uh, Bandito do it. It's really, really cool the way they both get tagged in. And they both Lucha into yeah. each other. You're like, oh, that's awesome. So good. Uh, all these people are fucking insanely good, insanely talented wrestlers. Uh, this is your typical six-man Dragon Gate high spots craziness for the last five minutes but the slow kind of comedy build at times up into it yeah really sets the scene for when they get that hot tag and it bursts <laughs> building up to when they got that hot smooch in the, in the room <laughs> i'm getting there Don't <laughs> the spot. we get lots of crotch offense by maria i'm afraid it's crotch <laughs> offense uh, but then Maria takes the vast majority of the punishment from the dudes, which I'm sure she's loving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quickly run through this. Uh, we get springboard spiral tap to the outside, a pop-up cutter, head scissors into a destroyer, a Frankensteiner, a pop-up X-Factor, a dragon... A dra- <laughs> fucking hell, so many cool spots. Dragon suplex into a powerbomb. Maria then makes out with Naruki Doi. <laughs> Doi hits Doi Vice, which is like um, uh, like a side suplex head capture thing. It's really awesome. Uh, mini Chaos Theory by one of these dudes. You catch that? Yeah, like, it's like a double it. German suplex thing yeah. without the roll. It was really weird. I was like, just just do a Chaos Theory. <laughs> like It looks so cool. I loved it. I, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a really cool spot. Like, God bless you, Doug. I love you. The, the move into the Destroyer, though. <sighs> yeah, hey. it's crazy. Like insane. anything to do like powerbomb flips into destroyers and stuff just like what is I'm happening how do you work this that. shit out must have rewound that about three or four times yeah I, I did so i did good. occasionally just get back to the hot tag and be like oh let's just watch this again that was amazing so we get a float over double underhook driver thing which i don't know how to describe a muscle buster lung blower combination you're like what the fuck how did you come up with that uh no cell tornado ddt sack of shit off the top rope which is uh obviously a scott hall's yeah, fall away slam, sack of shit, flip over, go to sleep, one man Spanish fly, hey, one man Spanish fly on an indie show, flam fly, <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, nice. Flamita doing it. Yeah. All right. Okay. A red arrow by Flamita. I'm sure he calls it something else. Any idea? Flam arrow. Flam arrow. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to Bandito, his current tag team partner for the one, two, three. Your winners are Tribe Vanguard. Holy shit, the spots. I mean, I know we've talked about it a few times, but it's crazy just the speed and the precision these guys hit stuff with a lot of a lot of guys who again if they wrestle this star and they trust each other it's all right but you, you can imagine that like an outsider came in just for one-off booking they started to shake hands and i'm like oh do we have to do the shaking hands thing really but then as doi goes to shake maria's hand she kisses him instead <laughs> yeah, it's like oh it's awesome. all in and he sells it like it's a devastating submission or something oh it's so funny uh right i'd quite like to watch maria versus stalker <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I'm oh, sure it's absolutely I'll happened. See if I can find that after the pod. I'll have to explore the Dragon Gate Network. Oh, by the way, uh, go sign up to the Dragon Gate Network if you haven't, just for a month or whatever, and go watch some of this. See if you like it, because Dragon Gate's lost a little bit of a following over the last few years, with uh, New Japan becoming so prevalent, and you know all these British indies and American indies kind of doing really, really well for themselves. 
So yeah, go watch some Dragon Gate. I'd agree. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Right. So next up, we've got a six-man tag team match of Hiro Saito, who's fifty-seven, Mizaki Mokazuchi, who's forty-eight, Tatsumi Fujinami, Hello! who's sixty-four, and was also on last week's AWA episode. He was the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. What, what year was that show? Do you remember? Nineteen eighty-eight. So go on, you can 30 do the maths. years. Oh, it's literally 30 years ago. Yeah. So it's crazy that we've done two shows back to back and he's on both of them and they're 30 years apart from each other. Yeah. Put that in your decade of destruction, Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Against Don Fuji, who's 48, with Punch Tomir Naga, who's 32. Bloody young boys. <laughs> <laughs> and Yoshiaki Fujiwara, who's 69. <laughs> 69. Sorry. So, <laughs> if you add them up, this match with these six dudes, they've been alive 318 years. Which is how long Triple H has held that world title for, right? <laughs> Just about, yeah. yeah. So, this is obviously the Vets match where they come out and uh, it's a lovely change of pace from what we've just yeah. watched. Uh, the audio is muted for both entrances, unfortunately, so we didn't get to hear cool old Japanese music. Goddamn royalties. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But they are basically stiff old bastards. It's basically all I've got written down for this. I've got a few spots. Mo- like, you know. uh, Mochizuki, when he hits um, Tominaga with the buzzsaw kick. Oh, very He's, nice. I think one of the most underrated guys ever. I saw him wrestle on the New Japan shows. New Japan? On the Dragon Gate UK shows. And he was just one of the highlights for me. So th- this buzzsaw kick um, was then followed up by a standing senton by Saito. And then the uh, Dragon Sleeper by Fujinami for the win. So, do you know Fujinami is Dragon? Fujinami? Like, apparently this is his nickname. We talked about it a bit last week. I didn't realize it was actually his nickname, but yeah. So, he invented things like Dragon Suplex, the Dragon... uh, What's it called? The arm whip thing they do. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. Arm Dragon? (laughs) No, no, fuck's sake. (laughs) That's a pun. Jesus. I won't even call it a pun. Do you pull that out your ass? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Jesus, that was funny. Well, so, dragon said, screw. I think That's what it's called. I, I think you've got the word for funny wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dragon screw. He invented That's that it, as yeah. well, and also the dragon sleeper as well. So, I mean, the match is really, really fun. Punch takes a lot of punishment from Maki, as you said. Uh, Mr. Senton, obviously Saito does sentons as well. So it's lovely to see the old guys doing all their spots. And uh, who is it that um, is it Saito that takes the punishment with the headbutts into yeah. the thing, cuts his head open? Yep. Yuck. Is it? Hang on, wait. I mean, I'm yeah. Sure it was, yeah. Um, oh no, it's uh, it uh, it's the other guy. It's I think it's Fujiwara actually. So what is the hero Saito, uh, Mokazuchi, and Fuji- Fujinami? Uh, match is kind of fun but silly, and there's not really much to go over. I don't think. I think these kids have got a future in this business. So we've got now we've got an open the Twin Gate Championship match between uh, the maximum duo of Big Ben, which are Big Ken and Big R Shizumu, who is basically Shimizu, Japanese Biggie Langston, who are the champions, by the way, against the Tri Vanguard duo of BB Hulk and Yamato. So what about these feather boa jackets that the guys have got? I'm obviously a fan. Well, it's absolutely gorgeous, is it not? These Tri Vanguard legends. Like I'm trying to work out their gimmick. It's like they're kind of like flamboyant showy sort of dudes yeah which doesn't really suit the title tribe vanguard i assumed they'd be almost like a, a war faction almost yeah in that name but um it works out all right yeah i like again uh, at least they're again consistent as a team it's not a mishmash we're wearing the same gear absolutely we're yeah. on the same page we know what we're doing yeah so big shizmu and ben k are very much big lads wrestling sort of level guys they're 
much more strong style and less lucha which I'm not used to seeing in Dragon Gate. So again, it was a nice change. I was going to say, do you think this is the direction they're going to go? Because as you mentioned earlier in the pod, that New Japan have sort of taken a lot of their their audience, a lot of their fan base. Um, because obviously Dragon Gate was so sort of 100 miles an hour all the time. Do you think this could potentially be a slight turning point where they're going to be, be a bit more regular like they are here with Kobe World? I definitely think variation is a positive thing for Dragon Gate. Mm. So I'm hoping that they do. Um, I'd like to see they've definitely brought in more comedy over the years which is absolutely excellent I'd like to see them bring in a bit more strong style as well some bigger slower paced wrestlers to give us those little dips in the card yeah. so that you come back up to that high paced action as well um, but saying that these lads can go I love for it. sure yeah yeah so BB Hulk has got sparkly wings painted onto his back that I was a big fan of I've got those shaved in my back hair. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we get a full presentation in the photo op. Uh, ben K and uh, Yamato to start. It starts out very slow paced, technical, and they're getting very, very tense. They're very good at building up the tension between these two teams, even though there doesn't seem to be much of a story coming into it either. Did you also notice that the crowd were really built into the tension? Yeah. As well? Like generally, I think it was, it was done through the wrestling as well that I was very impressed by. I couldn't quite explain how, but you knew there was something going on. You yeah, kn- through how they their mannerisms in the ring, just I, it's not even a case. It was like hold for hold or a dominant tag team. There was just something different. I can't put my finger on it, but I was sitting there going, "Oh, this is get this is building to something." How they're going to get there, I don't know. But the fact is, said that the crowd, it was a different atmosphere for this match. Mm. I wonder whether it's um, the younger tag team of Big Ben, uh, bigger, strong style, lovable characters mm. who have to impress their faction leader in Doi yeah. against two guys that are very established and have been top guys for a long time. So you've got that story of can these guys pull this off, you know? Yeah. I think maybe that has a lot to do with the tension building in the match and they really play off this as they kind of get through, like occasionally... The, uh, the maximum guys will run into each other and things, you know? So it's like they're not quite perfectly aligned yet, almost. Yeah. Hmm. Hard to say. So I did notice that both teams are also wearing silver and black gear. Not Yeah, uh, there were times during this match when, mm. especially if there was like double team moves, I was thinking, why is he hitting his partner? Oh, wait. Yeah, if you don't know who they are, you don't recognize yeah. them, that can be a problem, I'm sure. I'd like to see maybe the Tribe Vanguard guys change their colors up a little bit. Yeah, as you said... I mean, I'm a fan of the Feather uh, ring jackets. Who doesn't? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think the ring gear itself, it doesn't lead to what I'd consider to be like, oh, here's this nice heel faction. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I kept thinking that a few times during this match. As, as amazing as it was, a little change up in the gimmicks or the characters or whatever might have made this easier for a casual to follow. Yeah. Which being your biggest show of the year, you are expecting more people that aren't watching week to week to watch this, you yeah. know? Hence why we're watching it. Whee. Some of the chops from Big Shiz are insane. Like, he's got some force oh. behind it, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus. Uh, Big Ben works over Yamato. We get a hot tag to BB after all the tension. And off we go. We're back into this rush to the finish sort of scenario. Um, again, I've just written down a whole bunch of spots. Let's quickly run through them. So, double tope con helos, double, ro- double top rope drop kicks, power slam, Top rope heart attack drop kick that was fucking awesome. Amazing. Uh, sky high, D'Lo Brown. Damn it, D'Lo. Uh, 
Brain Buster, Yakuza Kicks, Pump Handle Suplex, Angle Slam, Huge Spinning German Suplex, Huge Spinning Power Bomb. Like big shiz with his spinning variations on power moves. Yeah. That was super cool. So the shot put slam. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's incredible. Um, I, I'm questioning again, how do they remember all these spots? When they start firing them one after the other and they're those are all in sequence. You'd There's never only one get, fuck up in the whole thing. Yeah. You'd never get some guy who isn't speaking the native tongue to be able to do <laughs> this. Do you think it's just meticulously planned beforehand or they're just calling it? I reckon there's like a, a run of the spots that's practiced. Yeah. I, I reckon there's a run, especially the tag team ones, definitely. If it's individuals doing their sort of run of spots against their opponent, possibly on the fly, but I think the tag stuff, because it's so much going on, I'd assume a degree of coordination is going to be needed there. What, literal rehearsal sort of stuff. So they've actually got in the ring both tags and run through oh, no, the spots. I wouldn't say, I'd say it's, okay. more, it's more out the back. It's a case of they'd be saying, right, we're going to do this move, this move, this move, this move. What are we doing? Uh, this move, this move. This move? No, this way. Okay. And, and sort of drum it in that way. They only forget one spot here. Ben K and BB have to repeat a clothesline kind of spear spot. Yeah. Where they obviously just run into each other, drags them down to the ground, and they, they get away with it. It's not obvious. Yeah. But if you've watched any pro wrestling in the past, you would know this was a mistake. Um, but aside from that, everything is insane. The tension in the crowd is huge. They've got real heat. The crowd are really into it. And considering this is a very respectful Japanese crowd, the vast They're majority hot, of the show... They? Yeah, they're, they're getting up for it. Big Ben almost win a couple of times. They get really, really stiff towards the end of this match. Uh, ben runs the ropes three or four times, but Yamato kills him with a knee strike. Like Ben kind of goes to slide in almost. Yamato just yeah. literally stiffs him so squarely in the face. Like the, the, the recoil on his neck. Oh. That, it's, like, <laughs> it's a proper holy shit moment where yeah. I had to pause and be like, oh, let's just stop for a second. That was horrible. But it's amazing that earlier we were like, oh, don't crack heads. And now we're like, oh, this massive knee stroke. Like, That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Because I think it was to like the chest jaw. Oh, I was fucking, what am I saying? It was directly to his face. <laughs> yeah. So we get a destroyer, no sold by BB Hulk. And I'm like, um, no. Shaking my head. Yeah, that's maybe one step too far. But in this situation, you can understand it. The fighting spirit scenario, blah, 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 blah. Fighting spirit means shit in a destroyer. (laughs) It's in the name. Destroyed. Oh, I've got fighting spirit. Yeah, Fuck you, Austin Aries. Fuck you. (laughs) Why Austin Aries? Did you not see the finish of Impact? Oh, that he just got up and walked away after the finish. I mean, in fairness, I would, because that moves shit and Johnny Mundo, Impact, Blaze, Parkour is a wanker. What was the finish? The the Starship Pain. Starship Pain. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that's a a different conversation for never on this pod. Yeah, exactly. Because it's two wrestlers I hate. (laughs) (laughs) So we get a leg capture choke slam by Big Shoesy, and that is crazy. Like, he takes him literally halfway across the ring for it. I've never seen a choke slam like that. Which got a big again, holy shit moment from me. A monster choke slam by Big as well. Double super kicks by Big Ben. We get a super kick pile driver combination by BB uh, and gets the one, two, three. And new champions, the tribe vanguard, BB Hulk, and Yamato. That double kick is called the um, the first flash. Oh, that's a cool name. Nice. So I like I, that. that. That finish again, you know, the fact he kicked out after the first, first flash. Yeah. <laughs> first first flash doing well there post match Naruki Doi's at ringside and looks super disappointed in his boys they didn't get the job done uh, did you also notice there wasn't Doi's hair silver earlier in the night yeah it's changed yeah he's now got black hair I thought this might be a gimmick change 
Then oh. he'd be come out and shit on his boys and go heel or something. So he's changed the hair color to suit. But I think he just had like non-permanent color in yeah. his head. And from a commentator standpoint, the fact you can start night and commentary and up as a tag team champion, that gives me hope. Absolutely, mm. mate. You can do it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Someone book me to win a tag belt. <laughs> that's how wrestling works, right? I ask really. you, you You plead and that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Yeah. So big Shimzu uh, bows before Doi and then hugs Doi and it gets a big pop from the crowd. So it seems like everything's happy and good. Yamato and Doi kind of do laughing promos at each other and it gets a bit long-winded and a bit silly and yeah. I think it's time to knock on the head boys and get to the main event. Oh yeah, and again, now we're, what, three and a bit hours into this card Yeah, and I've not been bored. I've watched this thing over two se- two sessions um, rather than like piecemeal like I've done with some of the pods which have been really tough going. Yeah. And the only reason why I didn't watch this full on is that I got halfway through and I was like, I want to keep watching, but it's 11 o'clock and I've got to get up in <laughs> probably like an hour when my daughter chooses to wake up. Absolutely. Yeah. But man, but s- such a good show. That was my match of the night. Oh, really? I would honestly put that as a match of the year contender as well. Like, I think those finishing sequences especially were absolutely outstanding. The tension they built, like with not much of a story, it seems either. Yeah. I think they did a really, really, really good job. I think the stuff with Doyle on the outside expecting stuff from his guys as well. And then not quite achieving leads to more storyline. The only reason I pick the um, the Dragon Gate IC title. Yep. Open the Brave. Uh, open the Brave over the uh, the Twin Gate um, tag match. Twin Gate was that right? Twin Gate, yeah. Over the Twin Gate match is, I liked the more subtle build. In in the um, in the singles match, it definitely had more of a story. That's for but, sure. As we said, the way that the crowd were just eating out the palm of their hands for this anything they did was just <gasps> now as you said before we head into the main event of the evening mm-hmm. do you think from a booking standpoint because we've been very like complimentary of how, how the show's been booked do you think putting the tag match before this main event could have hurt this main event i probably would have put the veterans match after this yeah so they had a bit, a bit of a, of a break down. and then go into the title match because there's nowhere near as much heat going into this main event. No, I mean, I think the... Because we get video packages um, for this. Yep. So you've got the, the backstory of clearly um, uh, Takaji? 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 Uh, um, you're talking about Shingo. Shingo. Just refer to him as Shingo. So you've got Shingo basically... Or go- how am I might autocorrect refer to him as Shango. Hey, <laughs> Papa! Like, Papa Shingo! Papa Shingo. <laughs> yeah, Shingo. So we've got Shingo... Um, I'll start again. So obviously, <laughs> you could tell with the video packages, this main event was going to be a big deal because you've got Shingo going after the Open the Dream Gate Championship held by um, Masato Yoshino. Yep. The story, again, without even being able to understand it, is heel, disrespectful, chasing, good guy, company man. Just come back from injury as well. Really? So Yoshino came back from injury won the King of Gate and won in the Open Dream Gate Championship all in one year, I believe, leading into this match. So I think this is his first defense against Shingo. Okay. So Yoshino is one of the guys that have been around Dragon Gate for a very, very long time. He's referred to as Speed Star, as you can kind of tell by his insane speed yeah. in the match. Uh, Shingo is much more your brutal heavyweight sort of character. And he's actually about five years younger than the rest of these guys who have kind of been with Dragon Gate for a long has time. has a really good look as well. Really, really good look. The, the big fucking mohawk thing yeah. as well the power mohawk i love it uh yeah really really cool i loved that again not only do we have our traditional champion entrance we then got the national anthem of japan yeah, yeah nice i like yeah, it again i think it's too much like i i i like the presentation the respect and stuff but i feel this killed the crowd 
I really think they, they lost a lot of momentum coming into this because they had too much pomp and circumstance. See, I like this similar to how I like AAA with the flags, the flag procession at the beginning. Yeah. While I think it's crap, I like it because they do it every year. Okay. So, I mean, again, when you've watched Dragon Gate in the past, would they normally have National Anthem before the main event? Don't know. No, no not usually. I think this is just a Kobe World thing. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember ever seeing a National Anthem before a main event. I should also mention this was sung by Lillian Garcia. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to go for it then. <laughs> so we've got Maximum against Antius. Well, you thought I was going to sing the Japanese national anthem. We'd never pod again. You never know, mate. <laughs> so this is a Maximum against Antius match. So very much face stable against heel stable. Uh, Shingo is the leader of Antius. So uh, Ito early in the match, he won the Brave Gate from Dragon yeah. Kid. That's his stable. Shingo gets a massive fiery entrance as well, which the flags blocked, which I was gutted about. <laughs> But uh, when Speedstar with his 80s kind of awesome guitar solo-y music comes out, he gets this amazing pyro, which I've never seen before. It was like a sparkly fountain thing almost appearing behind him. Really, really cool. Absolutely loved that. Um, For me, Yoshino doesn't have the character to be main eventing this show. I got the impression that with Shingo against Yoshino, Shingo was the star Yoshino, I got the impression he's a belt holder, as in he, he's a transitional champion. I think he's a very, very good tag wrestler. I think he's a great singles wrestler. I don't think he's championship long-term material. Yeah. Um, the crowd seemed to like him but not love him, and I think he's been around a very, very long time. I think, I think Dragon Gate are crying out for a new, younger champion. Shun Skywalker maybe like in due time i believe he'll be right there i think more likely you'll see Ita, ben k kz maybe those sorts of guys coming up i just um, got the impression with this looking at yoshina that he it was more of a he's been with the promotion for a very long time yes they may want to try something new um and it was a case of well he's been here he's come back injured you know, thanks for coming back and working with us. We'll support you through this time. It didn't look like just uh, personality-wise, because we've said a lot about people's facial expressions, their movement in the ring throughout this whole card. Yeah. They all told stories. This guy reminds me of like, uh, for lack of a better term, because another wrestler escapes me, and it's not to try and get a, a controversial pop out of it, like a Benoit character. He's very, very good in the ring. Yeah. But I get the impression he can't carry a character. Yeah. He probably couldn't carry a promo if I could understand what he was saying. Like an incredible high spot speedy Malenko. Yeah. You know, like really, really he, good he's trying really to like, like late good. WWE Malenko. Yeah. Where he's like going Rah! a couple of times to try and get heat, but he doesn't know what else to do sometimes. No. It feels like he doesn't almost care enough. You I know, I almost expected this guy to stand in the corner and stamp his feet and clap his hands yeah. to try and get the crowd behind him. That's the sort of level I saw this guy Thank as. Thank God he doesn't, because can you imagine how cheesy that would be? That's not taking away, like I said, not taking anything away from him as his in-ring, because his in-ring work in this match was great. I mean, Sh- Shingo definitely. I'd be very interested in seeing Shingo in other matches. Yoshino, not so much. We'll get onto that in a second, but let's quickly run through this match, okay? So this is very much Shingo power against Yosh- Yoshino speed. Uh, which you kind of expected going into this match. I think it's also, we've seen these guys for many, many years as well uh, doing exactly these spots. Yeah. So I think the crowd know what's coming and they don't particularly do anything outside of what they've usually done in the past as well. Uh, I will say Shingo's face expressions and kind of cheerleading is absolutely outstanding. He does a lot of work here to the point where he almost gets himself over as a good guy, even though he's meant to be the top heel at points, (laughs) Uh, which is 
not positive, to be totally honest. Um, we get a table set up on the outside. They tease it a few times. Then we get a Mishinoku driver from Shingo from the apron to the floor through the table, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, lots of suplexes and strikes. Shingo uses part of the broken table to wallop Yoshino. Uh, Yoshino does the top rope drop kick. I think it's one of the best top rope drop kicks I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The way he delays and it's like, whoop, boom, like two feet to it's the like chest. It's like the feed stopped. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. Incredible how he gets this hang time, even at this age as well. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Shingo gets an arm catcher Death, Death Valley driver off Brett's rope. That's absolutely killer. Uh, Yoshino kicks out of Made in Japan, which is the twisty kind of driver yeah. thing he does. Uh, Yoshino keeps going for Shingo's arm to try and get his finish. He locks in the Sol Nociante, I'm going to say, yep. which is his kind of like twisty arm capture submission thing. Uh, Shingo powers out, though. We get sliding elbow by Shingo. He does lots of sliding lariats and elbows. It's kind of his offense. Um, Yoshino kicks out of a delayed made in Japan, which he really shouldn't have because the second time <laughs> he's hit his finish. But, you know, biggest show of the year, yeah. main event. I think we can excuse it, you know? Um, huge lariat by Shingo, and I do mean huge. The, the force he hit absolutely <laughs> decapitated him. Ooh, it was Jesus. crazy. Uh, Shingo doing all he can to get the audience invested at this point, and they're, they're there with them, but they're not as invested as they were for the... the no, the I, I think they're a, bit, earlier. they're a bit knackered out by this stage as well. Maybe so, four hours in. like We were five hours at Wembley, and we yeah. were a bit like, oh, but that match was incredible for a bait. This was not to that level. No. You know? So we get a serious slugfest spot, as you'd imagine, with the main event for a Japanese promotion. Uh, then we get a kind of like speedy slugfest where Yoshino is <laughs> just running around Shingo, just hitting these strikes. It's insane. It's really difficult to keep up with. Hits the lightning spiral, which is his like proper big like, impact finisher. Jesus, what a lariat by Yoshino this time. Absolutely knocks Shingo off his feet. Locks in Sol Nonsiente again, and Shingo tries to power out, but slowly falls to his knee, then slowly falls to really his side, well and the crowd done. are invested more and more and more, and he eventually verbally submits, which is not visually maybe the most impactful way to finish your show. But it's something different. A verbal finish, ring the bell, he's tapped. You know, yeah, I-, I think it's a problem. I think for a main event of a show, you want that big, like, ah, he's won, or oh, he's tapped out, or the one, two, three, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, it's still really good. So winner and still the Open the Dreamgate champion is Masato Yoshino. Uh, really killer match. Not as great as I'd hoped it would be. And I think it struggled with the, the Twin Gate match before it, as we've said a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, I think if this match had appeared on any of the other shows that we'd we'd watched. Oh, are you kidding me? If this was on that, uh, that uh, AWA show, it would be like, oh my God, it was so it, good. It, exactly. This match, unfortunately, suffered based on how good the action's been throughout the night. Absolutely. Yeah. Now... I'd almost go as far as saying this is either the least enjoyable to second least enjoyable match of the card. Really? Wow, okay. Which is an amazing thing to say because it was still really good. Yeah. Which goes to show how much I enjoyed this whole card okay. start to finish. Yeah. So this is uh, where I get incredibly happy with the Dragon Gate booking. We get Antius and Maximum, the two stables in the ring with their guys. Uh, they go do the presentation of the belt to Yoshino, but Shingo goes across and st- takes the strap. He goes to applaud Yoshino and give him the belt, but then, ha ha ha! Goes to put the belt around Yoshino's waist and smacks him over the head with it like the 
brilliant heel that he is. Slightly weak yes. belt shot. I'm so happy they didn't shake hands. It was so good. So Antios then chases off Maximum as Shingo takes out the ref. Oh my god, it's so good. Fuck your handshake. Fuck your sportsmanship bullshit. Uh, we get a shouty heel promo by Shingo. And then uh, they kind of walk out and Masato Yoshino talks for what it feels like forever at the end yeah. of the show. But this is just how Dragon Gate do their thing. But yeah, good game, lads. Thank you yeah. for not being all respectful at the end of the show. Thank you for being a heel in your main event. It's everything I wanted. It leaves space for more storytelling. Yeah. It keeps everyone invested in your characters. You don't have to reset the next day, you know. Well, that was the thing about the whole show start to finish, wasn't it? You, you've you still got room to grow from storylines. There's nothing at the end of these matches that made me annoyed. Obviously, at the end of the tag match, you obviously had the dissension in the ranks, which is really nice, but, obviously, yep. but that was building for something for the future. Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean... As I said to you uh, before going on the pod, this is, I think, one of the, if not the best show we've watched start to finish since starting the pod. 100%. Yeah, I'd say this is right up there with the best and ones. I, I've enjoyed this, watching... This and Stardom are the two that really stood out to me so yeah. far, which are both Japanese promotions, which Goes is kind of interesting. Goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least no one tried to pull down the um, the entrance structure and crush someone <laughs> on this show like they did in Stardom. It's intriguing that we didn't understand a word of what they were talking about, but we've enjoyed this more than any other show we've watched in English. Yeah, definitely intriguing maybe it's to do with uh the quality of storytelling in the ring rather than outside of the ring well we were saying again like the um just building the tension in the tag match mm. by not being able to place a finger on how they've done it it was really good i mean i would say on a cornflake rating for this show i'd go four easy cornflakes possibly even four and a quarter cornflakes i was thinking solid four with mm. with a better main event this would be easy five for me yeah i have a few things i want to mention about this okay first thing is shingo so, you don't really follow New Japan, do you? No. Guess who appeared in LIJ the other day? No flipping way. Was it good to Papa Shingo? Shingo has jumped to LIJ. He's now part of the New Japan roster. Wow. So, that is a huge loss to Dragon Gate. Massive. It's one of their top guys. And Considering think- this was only three months ago. Yeah. And they built like a big main story feud with him. Bloody hell. That's why I think he's putting over guys in the main event. Because they know, I think, I, I think for absolute certain, in, in terms of honor and respect in Japanese culture, I imagine his contract was coming to an end, and he said, I, "They want me to go to New Japan. They've lost Hiromu Takahashi with the neck injury. They want me to go be, you know, one of the <laughs> juniors. <laughs> How is this guy a junior? He's a giant for Japanese standards. But yeah, he's in LIJ right now, and goddamn, he suits that stable so well. Yeah, I'm definitely. really happy for him. I, think I mean, you wouldn't. He wouldn't turn it down. You couldn't turn it down, especially Absolutely at the moment. Not. And I think Dragon Gate need new stars. And to do that, you need to clear out some of the old guys as well. And I think Shingo's um, just got stale. So I think it's perfect for him. I think he'll fit into LIJ perfectly. The debut was really, really good. And the crowd, obviously, I'm assuming the crowd knew who he was and they popped in a big way. Got the typical Japanese like, ooh, (laughs) sort of response, which is exactly what you wanted. He's now in the tag league with Bushi for the junior tag league leading into um, um, Wrestle Kingdom in the new year. Nice. Yeah, so he's got a perfect thing to do in a tag gonna lead through he'll blatantly do well i'm imagining they're gonna put them against rapongi 3k at wrestle kingdom which would be fucking awesome i cannot wait to see what they kind of do with shingo let's play a game okay so i am going to play you or potentially sing you some wrestling themes from either wcw <laughs> just play them fuck the singing thing oh just no, get rid no, of that. no 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 because you've told me that i've got to do it so i'm i am obviously going so, to we've got a new game it's called <laughs> whose theme tune was this <laughs> <laughs> I don't Wait, know whose entrance music was this. Is that better? I think we'll go whose theme tune is this. <laughs> All right. Who, whose theme tune was this? Play the music. 
today, I'm either going to perform or play you <laughs> five wait for this. theme this songs awesome. from either WCW or WWFE. Okay, cool, cool. And I've got to guess whose song it was. Yeah. So All I'm right. going to start with one which will probably be quite obvious. Let's explain. We've done, we decided, did you stick to the whole like too obvious, too kind of difficult, one really, really difficult thing? Yes. Okay, cool. So we've got five to do. And I've got, a, let's say, let's just, I'll just try and get them all. Fuck okay. it. Let's just do it. Go on. So this is the first of your easies. Okay. I'm crap at games usually. So let's try it. Oh. Easy? How is this easy? It'll become easy. Okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have have you got it? um, That's Buff Bagwell. And. Oh, shit. Who's the other guy? Think of the flock. <laughs> the flock. It's not Raven. No, no, no. It's not Saturn. No. Do. I mean, you've got. Oh, I've got Buff Bagwell. Come on, yeah. that counts. That's good enough. It's American Males. <laughs> it is American Males, and it was Who's um, the other one, Scotty Riggs. Ah, oh, Scotty Riggs. Okay, cool. I, I can't remember who it was at all. I, I honestly, I didn't even know it was Scotty Riggs. If I'm honest. Okay. Well, that's all right. That's kind of one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so that was the easy one. Okay. Right. Go on. Now, I consider... I've kind of got one then. I can... Cons- well, you did. You got... <laughs> who was it? American Males. It was okay. a tech team. It literally said it in the song. It could be easier. <laughs> I told you it was easy. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> okay. So the next one, again, should be... Should be easy. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. For song two. Huh? American Males. After this advert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut the advert, don't worry. Huh. Is that Old Warriors theme tune from WCW? No. Who is it? I kind of recognise it, but not really. Oh, the, the rockers. rockers. Shit, man. It's just before my time. I'm oh, really? Be oh, yeah, so like, I thought that'd be really easy. Nah, it's all good, man. I've watched Bits and Bobs. I should have known that was the Rockers, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got one of two. Go on. Okay. Here comes song number three. Okay. Performed. <laughs> by yours truly. Okay, <clears throat> go on, then, go on. Then. Okay. Are you sure you're ready for this? I'm, I'm focusing. I've got my hat over my eyes. Okay. I'm not distracted by whatever you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't go messing with the country boy, country boy, country boy. Don't go messing with the country boy, country, country boy. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, Very well brilliant. done. Oh, <laughs> uh, excellent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, um, oh, I'm me. now going to do my really difficult one. Okay, really difficult one. Yeah. Okay. This is your really difficult song number four. Okay. Okay. 
Ooh, I've got a couple of ideas. WWF? Yes. Is it the Bushwhackers? It is the Bushwhackers! Oh, come on! There we go. Excellent Because you can feel them doing the arm thing in time <laughs> yeah. to it. You know, I was like, it's got to be the Bushwhackers. Okay. Awesome. Right, last one. So. It's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, victory. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent work. <laughs> easy. Nice. So I was hoping from old WCW wouldn't have picked old double J. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E. Double T. <laughs> I was about to say, can you spell Jeff Jarrett there? <laughs> Did you miss a letter? No, you got it. <laughs> All right, cool. That was a lot of fun, man. I think that game has the potential for sure. I have an idea to pitch to you. Oh, far away. I like a pitch. So, you've had a bit of a busy week, so I've kind of just kind of left you to it. But I have mentioned this to at least three or four other people that potentially will come on the pod with us to do it. Okay. So, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up in New Year's, and WrestleMania is usually around April time. I'm thinking about doing a special episode for these major shows. Okay. I'm thinking we get five to six people around the table and not only talk about the show maybe as well the day after, the week after, whatever it may be, but instead of doing a review show, do basically lots of games. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll do like, you know, I would act as Games Master or you could act as Games Master and we'll do like a big round of promos with a Z. We can do guess the theme tune, which we've just done as well maybe split off into teams and such and do describing games Excellent. with each other. Love a bit of faction. Yeah. So I've, I think we've already got Smart Mark Blake involved. I think we've got Nick involved. He's going to be in next week with uh, a show I'm going to announce in a minute. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I agree. I, I love think a it'd be a lot of fun. I think maybe we could do the reviewing part, just the two of us. Yeah. But then record with a whole bunch of e people in a separate location or something like that. Yeah. And so we could do a big silly show. I agree. I have a game in mind, which um, I guess I'll talk about now. Which is called One True Three. Okay. <laughs> which is not something I invented, I'm going to be honest. This comes from Tell Him Steve Dave, a podcast I listen to regularly, which is like the Friends of Kevin Smith, I think I mentioned to you before. Where basically each person comes up with three things. It's called my bluff, essentially. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you have one, it has to be wrestling based. You have one real thing, and then two things you get to make up. And every person sitting at the table gets to ask three questions to that person. So we'll call this the One True Three Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did i think of that <laughs> one two three kid oh that's so good so it's gonna happen now because it's got a name 100 percent. like i think this will be a lot of fun oh definitely and it gives us a really entertaining pod with not much effort and stuff you know what i mean punk once had friends what Carl cabana was good at <laughs> wrestling no 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 as in like a story a personal story about you oh okay so i have examples but i don't want to well, waste no, no, them we'll, because i want to use them for the we pod. will save them for one true three kid okay i tell you what i can make up ones again okay so i tell you what next week we'll play one true three i'll read you my stories okay i'll have three of them okay and you have to ask me three questions about each one okay and then we work out you have to guess which one's real basically i'm in okay we'll do one true three next week i've already written them down so it's gonna be easy <laughs> right so next week i'm really happy you're up for that because i think that's gonna be oh, a really fun annual thing to do definitely i was thinking maybe just wrestlemania but if we can do wrestle kingdom as well because i'm a mark for new japan yep no problem I'm in. Two, are we allowed to do two big shows a year? Yeah. yeah. WWE do one in Saudi Arabia. Oh! oh <laughs> you said the name of the country. You're not allowed to do that. That's because I'm in with the Crown Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I 
fucking hope we are. I don't want to die. The crown prince from the 5150. <laughs> Conan is the king of Saudi Arabia. I take it. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Crown prince Conan. <laughs> so next week on the pod, as I've mentioned a few times, I've got my buddy Nick. And the show we're going to be doing that he's chosen, you're going to love this. It's going to be an I- a JCW show, is it? It's from 1991. Oh. And it's wcw halloween havoc jesus christ (laughs) we'll go over the card and stuff obviously next week but it looks like an absolute blinder i think we're gonna have a lot to talk about with this show (laughs) it's a good time period man it's fucking hilarious pre-hogan wcw can't wait oh yes (laughs) it's gonna be great why All do right, we cool. do this to ourselves? We watch a really good wrestling show next week. We're going to watch some absolute dross. Because it's funny and it makes <laughs> for good podcasting. This has just been us going, this is really good. This is really good, this show, you know. I really enjoyed this. And then seriously debating like the logistics of pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, no one wants, the, no one wants that. No, nah, we just want to rant about silly gimmicks and how bad <laughs> it was. <laughs> so <laughs> check out theworldofwrestlingpodcast.com for all your podcast links and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever you use. World of Rest Pod on Twitter or World of Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. <laughs> nice Ron Burgundy of that in World of Rest Pod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, generally, I would search for World of Wrestling Podcast and you'll find us on, on everything. So yeah, just do that. It'd be easier. Yeah, and as we um, mentioned earlier in the pod, you know, thank you very much, everyone who has interacted with us, followed absolutely. us, liked and shared our stuff. You know, As we said, this, this podcast is just a little project for us to get some normal non-adult non-grown-up time of beings or life and parents so the fact that people listen and enjoy what we do you know we we really you know really grateful i will say a little caveat is with itunes if you're subscribing on apple products or whatever um sometimes their service keeps going down for our pod for some reason i've refreshed it two or three times is it because of the content we included last week and some of the buzzwords (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so uh so the point being if you want to find us on itunes or the podcast app on your phone or whatever just search world of wrestling podcast is the best way to do it don't go to the fire the links and stuff okay uh right yeah i think that's it pretty much uh, do our own personals as well what's your twitter and instagram um, i'm at the tax williams mine's uh rich be thy name and uh cheers boys we'll catch you next week cheers guys bye wcw halloween havoc yeah! and ladies and gentlemen his opponent Parts unknown, weight unknown, the WCW Halloween Havoc Phantom. this man what an entrance huh only thing we need is christine die to sing a couple of bars for us and he is attacking the z-man <laughs>